This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Well, no, what's, I have what's not different is a chat with Ken Fry. <laughs> we do have a guest, and uh, and uh, he, he didn't get a phone call yesterday, which uh, I found out, Ken, is my fault. I didn't put it on the schedule, but I am putting a little onus on nobody asking me, is anybody supposed to be on this segment that's, that is there every single week of the show uh, since we've been on here? But I'll take the ownership. Ken Fry joins us uh, from Scoville Zoo on the Kansas City Barbecue Pit uh, Hotlines. Ken, how's it going? Uh, going well. I do like Huey Lewis, and uh, I'm not really familiar with Usher that well, so I guess I'm the other way, thank you, Ken. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you, Ken. Great song. Yeah. Ken, uh, okay, you do so, know R. Okay. Kelly, though. What's that? <laughs> There's no way. You do know no R. Way. Kelly, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've heard of him, but I, I really did, I couldn't name a song. <laughs> but see, he yeah. said he don't know Usher, though. If yeah, we well, play 20 yeah, songs, I name either one of them. Yeah. Right. He will yeah. know if, R. I, Kelly. I believe I can I guarantee if I played him the 10 biggest hits of Usher and the 10 biggest hits of R. Kelly, and we said, which one is it? I guarantee he'd get more Usher songs. I bet you he'd get more R. Kelly songs. Ken, no, do you I, know I believe I, I, I can would fly? Get more Huey Lewis songs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Give me more, more country. Huey yeah. Lewis songs. No, which you is, Which is. Uh, he would get more Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who's that. not going to get Michael Jackson song? I had to throw one in there. I had to try to win the <laughs> argument. <laughs> what does that have to do with R. Kelly? Well, a lot, right, to be man. honest. <laughs> it's, it, it's COVID. It's cold. The, the zoo is closed, but the uh, the show goes on. You, you're, you're, you're still out there working hard, I know. Yeah, our keepers are there every day. So it's, it's uh, 365 with, with the zoo. And, and um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a good job keeping up with, with all that. And it's actually a lot harder for them during the wintertime because it's, it's hauling water to the wolves. We, sh- we shut off a lot of the hydrants and, yeah, out in the zoo so mm-hmm. they don't freeze up. And so they're hauling water to the camels and to the wolves and, and to the barnyard animals and, and a lot more hosing inside the buildings and uh, where the animals are kind of in more this time of year. So uh, yeah. they really earn their money this time of year. What animals have to be moved? I mean, does anybody get moved to an inside spot, or, or, or do they all already have access to inside? Um, some of the animals have, um, like, buildings attached to their exhibits, like the, the mm. howler monkeys and spider monkeys and the flamingos and um, wallabies. Uh, a lot of the oh, like big alligators and the Galapagos tortoises, they have to be moved back to the animal care center. The South American birds and African birds and uh, other oh, okay. smaller mm. reptiles get moved to the animal care center and kind of the back of the zoo. So when that happens, that's uh, what a day of hauling animals uh, when you clap you've closed after boo at the zoo. Yeah, well, we we love to keep them out as long as we can, so that our goal is oh, to okay. keep the animals out on exhibit as long as possible. And then um, there's these magical temperatures. You know, when it gets below 50, the tortoises can't be out, and um, gators can get down to the 30s, and and um, you know the zebras are in. You know, they can have like down to the 20s, and and the penguins even have to go inside. I've heard mm. people say, well, this is penguin weather. It's like, no, they, yeah. these are mm. different types of penguins, and they, they have to go inside this time of year. So, uh, you know, when it gets down into the 20s overnight, you know, that, that's when they have to start be, being moved inside. So uh, everybody has their own different temperature. So it's a different – so it's, it's not all at once. I guess that's a good thing. It okay. doesn't happen at one time. So it just kind of spreads it out uh, when fall starts and uh, even, even September. I think the sloth had to go in a few times. She, she has the lowest – or the highest, I guess, yeah. uh, temperature range, you know, of mm-hmm. like that, down at the 60s, she has to get inside. So, it's my girl Eden, Eden the sloth. That's my yeah, Eden the sloth. sloth. Yeah, yeah. At, hey. the, uh, at the zoo, so she's in the normal spot that she would be in when she's inside at the zoo. Yeah, correct. Yeah, when she's but uh, she's not at the well, the care center, or is that different? 
that, yeah, she's in the animal care center in the back of the zoo. Okay. When, and she does have a little house on exhibit. So at night, if it gets cooler, we can turn on little heat lamps for her, and she can go inside and stay inside and keep warm uh, if gotcha. she chooses. And, and she usually what, does. What animals, what animals does it not matter if it's 100 or zero? Do the camels care? They don't care. They, well, they probably prefer the zero uh, rather than the 100. Really? In the, in the mm. wintertime, they grow a really thick really thick coat and uh they're mm. they stay warm and you know you walk out and and it's uh snowing outside and you'll see snow on top of their humps and they're just kind of standing yeah. there looking at you and they have access to the barn <laughs> they can go inside if they want but um they, they, it doesn't matter to them the wolves don't care at all they love the winter time um sure. the uh barnyard animals do pretty camels, well, you think camels. for you know spring and fall weather but they, they do okay in the winter time too you think of camels traipsing through the desert? Are these different kinds of camels? Like, like yeah, they are. The, 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 the Bactrian camels, the two-hump camels, and they come from the Gobi Desert. And, well, mm. it gets really hot there. It's kind of China-Mongolia gotcha. area. It gets really hot there in their summers and really cold there in the winter. So the, the camels from that region grow a thick fur in the wintertime and, and then shed it all off in the in the summertime, which is what ours do. They, they mm. shed off all their they're uh, thick fur in the in the spring, so, and uh, so if you come in May and June, you'll see they look pretty shaggy sometimes when they're shedding off their winter coat. Hmm. But um, and it's bags and bags of hair that we get off of them uh, come the come the spring and, and winter or summertime. All this the year round uh, information you need to know about these animals. Do you do you get all that information before uh, you commit to an animal? I know you haven't brought a whole lot of new animals on lately. Or do you just get the animal you can and adjust on the fly? Uh, yeah, I think that when you start talking about a new exhibit and a new animal, um, you know, the, one of the first questions is, is okay, do they handle the Illinois temperatures? You know, can they be outside gotcha. during the summertime when, when we are open? Would people actually see them in the summertime? And then in the wintertime, what do we do with them? So are they winter hardy, you know, like uh, like the camels are or the, the wolves are? Or they do they need to go inside like an alligator or a Galapagos tortoise and and so, yeah, you kind of figure out where they are, where they come from the world, like South America, rainforest, and they have warm temperatures all the time, or if it's you know, Africa, or and the cheetahs actually do really well in the wintertime, they, that they have a building that they can go into and, and stay inside if they yeah. wish, but um, cool. they actually come outside and do really well in, the, in cooler temperatures. Of course, they were born in um, Texas, so they, you know, they, they're kind of used to Illinois or okay. U.S. weather. So. so it's kind of like people, you know, if you're born there, animals can adjust too. Yeah, you, you, you can adjust anyway. to it and get yeah. used to it, and I, but some of them just don't have that ability, you know, like a reptile to put on a winter coat <laughs> to, to stay warm you know, outside, and so that's why they have to go to go in for the yeah. winter. Yeah. What uh, What's an animal that you wouldn't take? Not because the zoo can handle it, but just because it might it, the the animal would hate it, or you know, just they wouldn't like Illinois. Is there something that sticks out that might surprise us? Well, at the I think you can question. get rid of all them snakes. I don't think they like it here. Yeah. <laughs> you can just get rid of all them snakes, yeah. all those spiders. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, I think it's probably the larger mammals. You know, if you start talking, you know, the giraffes and elephants, and you know, they they gotcha. um, they just need so much more space, you know, more than we could actually handle mm-hmm. uh, at our smaller zoo here, there, and, yeah. and uh, they would need a huge, huge indoor facility um, to be able to spend, you know, six, seven months of the year inside or have access inside and out, you know. Um, yeah. So those would be the ones that we it would really uh, it would take a lot <laughs> to get something like yeah, that no fair in, yeah. into our yeah, zoo yeah. yeah gotcha well yesterday was a big day uh, for Day of Giving uh, obviously around the nation and 
Um, I, I know probably you, you want people, even though it's 24 hours later, I was on the air and it would have been perfect to have you on if, if I'd have been there with you. But, uh, but nothing wrong with, with reminding people that if you, if you can give and you want to give, the zoo is, is, uh, would welcome your donation and you got, I know you got probably a couple different ways to do that. And it's a, it's a good day to support something that a lot of people utilize throughout the year. Right. Yeah. And we have, you know, if you want to adopt an animal, if you have a kid that, you know, the sloth or the penguin or the, the hissing cockroaches or, you know, whatever, it's their favorite animal. You can actually adopt it for them for a year and we give them a certificate really? and, and it's kind of a fun thing that they can do. And the kind of in it on the money side of things, it kind of helps us, you know, support the, that animal and other animals in our zoo, you know, for, for the year. So we uh, adopt the animal thing. And, um, of course, our gift shop, you know, there's there's stuff for sale. They're doing inventory right now. But later this month, I'm sure they'll be willing to sell things out of our gift shop, a lot of plush, a lot of games, and a lot of yeah, fun so. uh, fun animal things. And, of course, just donations themselves. You want to donate in somebody's name, um, we're always open for the, <laughs> for if, those kind of yeah. gifts as well. If I wanted to adopt a wolf, would I – would would I have, uh, have opportunity to come feed it? Uh, we would give you a ticket to come see it. <laughs> Can he take and, it home uh, for a yeah. week? <laughs> right. It <laughs> <laughs> also does. When this is a personal question, feeding a uh, uh, feeding a snake is it? I should transition the snake out of its living quarters into a some other kind of bucket to feed it. Is that um, where you get a snake yeah, now? I, sometimes no, our, a snake. our keepers will do that. They'll have a barrel oh. or, or something that they'll set the snake in and feed it in there. So they're used to being fed in that environment mm-hmm. and, and not being used to food inside their normal exhibit area. Uh, a lot of times um, our keepers go ahead and go ahead and feed them on exhibit yeah, just so they don't transfer them out. But we've had some uh, that we would do that, you know, transfer them to a, like a like a big barrel that we'd feed them in and, and – um, and then to kind of make the in their environment that's where they live, and this, the barrels where they eat, so they know not to strike when they're in their environment. And, oh, okay, and, right, uh, right. Yeah, so that's a way to do it. But it's hmm. but it's perfectly safe if I do if my son does not transition the snake out of its living environment into the, the barrel for the most part. Yeah, it and I, I would just be the careful part thing. I'd just be careful when it is acting hungry, just to keep your hand away and don't make it your hand look like a mouse <laughs> right, right. at all and, and uh maybe use the tongs to you know to, to feed it we 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 don't feed anything live to our okay. snakes at, at the zoo uh they're all um we, we get all of our rats and mice, mice actually frozen mm-hmm. from a place in indiana and so um from rodent pro in indiana so for all your frozen mice needs that's where you can go oh, and okay. um yeah and so they, they uh <laughs> they feed it so we fall them out and then and then um, hand them on, put them on tongs and feed the snakes that way. Oh, so they they should be thawed out first before you feed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like chewing on an icicle. That would that would be crunchy. Oh, crunchy mouth, so. yeah, that, yeah so that makes thawed sense. Out, yeah, thawed out and then uh, feed them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and don't use the microwave for it. Don't use the microwave, <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like somebody might want to tell them out. Right, right, exactly. No. Thanks for the uh, yeah. s- thanks for snake feeding one hundred and one. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. the Scoville Zoo website obviously can you know you know what you mentioned adopting an animal. What what does that come with? That's kind of a cool thing, you know, for uh, so. for a kid for a Christmas gift maybe. I mean, what, yeah, what, adopt what, the animal. What is that? A lot of people give um, like memberships to our zoo. You know, that's like eighty five ninety five dollars right now, and you know, uh, for a membership to our zoo and and um, and some people. You know, we actually our keepers they put a, a Amazon wish list up on uh, on the the net. You can get through through our Facebook page, and and they put 
things on there, like enrichment items for our animals, and so that can be used in the wintertime and the summertime that um, range from little housing and bedding things to just manipulative type of things that makes the animals work for their food a little more, So, uh, and some ropes that the monkeys and um, and different th- um, primates would use. So uh, a lot of fun thing on there you can check out. You can you know, go through our Facebook to get that. And and uh, that the adopting animal, that ranges from, you know, like a, you know, like hissy cockroaches, you know, $10 or so up to $75 for some of the other animals to adopt. And, and uh, you can adopt one. You can adopt multiple animals. And if you want to spend $150, you can, you know, pick and choose, you know, which animals you want to, to equal that amount. And, and uh, yeah, have you adopted once or... No, well, we um, no, we'll adopt. You know, if, everybody, okay. if everybody want to adopt a wolf, we'd we'd allow that. <laughs> okay, know, everybody okay. can adopt the wolf. So, um, but we also recognize those people on a. We have a a poster that we put up out in front. And it's on our website to kind of recognize you're an adoptive parent for this year, and uh, we really appreciate the people that do that. It really, it really does help out on, on feeding the animals. It, it takes about fifty thousand dollars to feed. Um, the animals and that cost goes up every year, and so, you know it's up more than that now. So um, it takes. So a that's lot the cost to, to adopt an animal fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, yeah. <laughs> I would send you two certificates if you want to do that. <laughs> you might you might take that wolf home for fifty thousand. It might be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you toss a meat ball over for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good stuff. Anything else you want to hit on, Ken? Uh, no, I, I, we are doing some track maintenance this year. So next, uh, hopefully, we'll get to open the train up next year, and, and uh, it'll all be on new track. We're putting down some new rail uh, this winter, and they're actually out there this week uh, doing that. So that's kind of it's always fun to see uh, things happening and upgrading, even though uh, we're not open. It's, um, so it'll be a nice ride for next people next summer. Some will happen. We're, not, we're never yep. going to get to use the train. We're never going to get to use a water park, Millican's <laughs> baseball field. These things, we're never going to get to use them or, or enjoy them. Uh, oh, yeah. If, if we, if we, if I keep saying it negative, maybe it'll it'll change finally because I keep I saying so. next year's the year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that actually happens. Uh, Ken, yeah. it's great talking to you as always, and uh, we wish you the best and have a great Christmas. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Like your music talk. So we'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you again. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.